Hey, it's D. And you know, I'm absolutely stoked to share with you right now what you're about to uh, about to hear because, um, you know, I, I talk about it here and there, and I don't really ever talk about it all too much. And that's I really want to share with you right now how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting. So you know what? Let's just get right into it. Hi. My name is Davis, and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever. So if no one's ever told you, let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted, that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms, and don't ever let anyone take that from you. Now, if you ask someone stuck in the past, they tell you what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day, all because we chose life over type 2, and these are our stories. Now, on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives and the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So if you haven't already, go ahead and like, subscribe, share this information, and let's get on with the show. Hey, it's Davis. Are you a type 2 diabetic? Have you ever gone from like diet to diet, you know, with like these different ups and downs, and in the end, you just wanted the freedom to be yourself, right? Or maybe you're like me, where you've, you know, gone online, and you watch all these other people, like Facebook groups, or on the internet, or whatever, completely turn a page, turn their lives around, and you're like wondering, like, Man, when's it finally going to be my turn, right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21-day free blood sugar challenge. That's right. It's a free 21-day blood sugar challenge, and you can get it right now at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. That's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. In it, I reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else. Everything from like the highlighter trick that I use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache, the strain, or any of the pressure, and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of these other people are going through with those diets, right? At the same time, I show you everything from like how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting whatsoever, and I even show you the three-step A1C shortcut, and you can get it all right now for free at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Awesome. So you know what? Here, let's just get right into this. So here's the deal. You know, this all, and what I'm going to do here is I'm really going to kind of bridge together both sides of the coin. Okay. Um, you know, with respect to where you might be right now with your journey with type two diabetes, I'm not only going to share with you kind of like the easy side, um, you know, just the real common sense application um, of this stuff in the same breath. If you really like to nerd out, I'm going to give you some really cool resources, um, you know, that way you can just kind of like get your good fill in, okay? So here goes. Um, This really kind of like all kind of like came to me when I was doing um, the slow carb diet out of Tim Ferriss' book, The The 4-Hour Body, okay? And 
the cool thing about that four hour body book, if you've never heard of it, New York Times bestseller, Amazon bestseller. And the funny thing about it is like, there's no real weird voodoo behind the book or anything like that. Basically the author, Tim Ferriss, he just goes out. Um, to these different experts on all these different subjects, everything from you know sex, sleep, you know fat loss, muscle gain, uh, you know rehabbing old sports injuries, and he asks them very simple yet focused questions. Right? Questions like, "What do you do? How do you do it?" And if a regular person off the street wants to get you know get the best results possible, what's the fastest, easiest, and most effective way in doing so? And that book is essentially him journaling through all this stuff so you get to see like all his ups his downs you know like all the different things he had to change and adjustments he had to make along the way and then more importantly if he had to start all over again like what would now be the things that he would now imply to make it that much you know faster easier and far more effective so the funny thing about this is that what you're going to find is really the simplicity Okay, um, I'm kind of starting to find this way out, like way, way more in that the beauty in it all is really in the simplicity of it all. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. So if you ever go to like, you know, a, a really nice restaurant, okay, like let's say you go to this really nice steakhouse or whatever, and you go in there and you're about to get your steak or whatever, if you ever notice, it's not like 10 pounds, when you look at your plate, it's not like 10 pounds of crap in a two pound bag, right? If you ever, in fact, if you ever watch, uh, you know, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, he usually rips those chef's heads off and being overly pretentious and insecure and, you know, why are they doing this? And if you ever go to one of these restaurants, it's usually just a really good cut of meat executed really well on a plate, like, and that's usually all you're getting, you know, and then obviously you can get sides from there. Right. And this is kind of like the same way and that it's so simple. And here's what I mean by that. So when I was doing the slow carb diet, long story short, if you know anything about slow carb diet, it's, it's really tailored for folks that are not diabetic and I didn't know any better. Okay. So, you know, basically a lot of, you know, a lot of protein, a lot of greens. Um, at the same time, whenever you do have carbohydrates, you know, what he's doing is he's like, Hey, you know, eat ones that digest really slow, you know? Um, and the funny thing about that is, you know, it, it got kind of gave me, gave me some, um, gave me some leeway or gave me a little bit of a, of a boost, if you will, to kind of like get some, some early results. And that led me to paleo. Cause it's a lot, it's a kind of like paleo with beans. Okay. So I started doing paleo and I ran into the work of a gentleman by the name of, um, fat burning man, James. Oh gosh. He's on the top of my tongue. I have his book too. Ah, um, Abel James. There he is, Abel James. So yes, um, Abel James. The cool thing about the work of Abel James, he has a podcast, Fat Burning Man. Um, he also has a um, a couple of books out, and in fact, he was on this show called uh, "My Diet Is Better Than Yours." And dude, if you get too bad, they don't sell that. Uh, video series or that TV show um, in box form because it's a master class, dude. Like that guy bodied like the people on the show. Coincidentally, I was actually in uh, in um, in talks with a gentleman on the show, a guy by the name of Kurt, 
who was kind of like the underdog. You know, they it's kind of like this weight loss show and you have all these like, you know, younger folks and they kind of put him in there as the crutch. You know, you pick up this, this older guy. He can't really move as well, has issues with his knees. Um, you know, he's also obviously overweight, but he can't move and he has a traveling job. And so he's kind of slated, if you will, to be like the sheep, you know, um, kind of like the crutch to, to lose. And ironically, he crushed in the show, like crushed. And I think the only real uh, reason why he didn't, uh, he didn't make it to the, uh, he didn't take first place um, if I remember correctly, the lady that ended up taking first place because it was more on like, you know, body weight, she ended up, if I remember correctly, she ended up losing more of her actual muscle mass. She sacrificed muscle mass um, and really just kind of like became skinny fat and then like won that way, which, you know, by all means, like she also worked really hard. I don't want to take that away from her. But um, when they did like the body scans in the end, um, you know, he retained muscle. He actually gained muscle, lost fat. And yeah, anyways, here's what makes it so simple. Number one, the premise of the fat burning man and really his whole thing is really kind of taking paleo to the next level. Okay. So perfect example, paleo, their big thing is, Hey dude, get away from things that are processed and that have been GMO'd, whether they're, you know, immediately GMO, GMO'd over time or whatever. But you know, the more that you mess with the fuel that we put in our mouths, right? Or even if we just look at processed foods, right? All the different chemicals, the additives, the, you know, the preservatives, they got to put color in the, I mean, dude, if, if these, um, you know, food companies are injecting our food with color just to make it like appetizing enough for them to try to sell to us, like that's got to say something, right? And then not only that, when we look at all of the effects of all these different chemicals, additives, preservatives, you know, and they do everything from like, you know, slow down the metabolism, cause excess water weight, cause excess water retention, cause excess fat retention, you know, slow down the metabolism and even cause, you know, like cancer and tumors in rats, like, you know, not a genius or anything, but probably don't want to eat it. Right. And that really more importantly, just those two things, get away, getting away from things that are processed and getting away from things that have been GMO'd. That's something, whether you're looking at paleo, vegan, keto, you know, whole 30, Pritikins, uh, you know, Mediterranean blood type diet, whatever it is, like that's something that they all share in their foundation. You know what I mean? Just dude, get away from that stuff and you'd be amazed at what what happened to your body, you know? And even if you're like paranoid about, you know, fat or carbs or whatever, I mean, that's fine. You know, that's totally cool. I was like that too for a while. Um, however, if you really want to just look at it like simplistically, right? This is kind of, kind of like stuff that like our grandparents used to tell us, you know what I'm saying? So if we just get back to that level of basics, and understand that the body is kind of like a machine. It's kind of like an engine, if you will. And if we stick better fuel in it, it's typically going to run better. You know what I mean? So that would that's really more than anything, number one. Um, just getting down to like whole, 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 whole foods. Okay. The other thing there 
is um, this is this one's actually kind of weird. This is one that I really don't ever talk about, um, and I'm actually really stoked to share it with you now. Um, is going to be uh, it's kind of like this. If you've ever seen the P90X, right? Like the beach body thing, right? And they're like, hey, we're going to do these, you know, this, this different muscle group this way or this kind of exercise this time. And then they called it muscle confusion, right? You're basically doing like all these different exercises and you're doing them like at a week at a time. So that before the body can adapt, you're shaking it up. You know what I mean? And you're kind of like flopping back and forth. You know what I mean? And like you're doing this kind of exercise one one week and then another the other week and then the following week after that, you're doing a blend of, you know, the first type of exercise and another one or whatever, right? Um, the funny thing about that is that the body works in the same way when it comes to calories. And here's what I mean. If you're anything like me, you've probably noticed whenever somebody goes to try to lose weight or they try a new diet or whatever, right? They will typically start to lose a bunch of weight really, really fast in the beginning, Right? We've all seen that, right? Like the first week, the first two weeks, it comes flying off. And then what happens? It starts to slow down, right? By the time they hit like week three or week four, you know, it usually slows down, obviously, depending on how much they have to lose. Um, if they had a lot to lose in the first place, normally, instead of having, you know, uh, that, that honeymoon period, it can be a lot longer or whatever, right? But at the end of the day, the body kind of adapts. And it kind of like pumps the brakes, right? Like that weight loss um, at that speed doesn't last forever. And a huge part of the reason for that I found out in this four-hour body book are going to be two um, hormones specifically, one by the name of leptin and another one by the name of ghrelin, okay? Leptin and ghrelin, okay? Now, here's the funny thing about that. So in the book, he starts talking about what he calls like the lost art of binging, Okay, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You know, and basically he gets into um, how athletes, and we see this all the time with like professional athletes, and and uh, you know even like you know bodybuilders and stuff like that, where they cycle with their foods, right? So even if you're looking at someone like you know LeBron James, um, you know he has a you'll you'll notice that you know his um, his diet over the last few years has changed. Right, he has like an in-season, out-of-season, pre-season type of eating eating style. Right, um, at the same time, it doesn't even have to be all that um, all that complicated. Okay, so let me give you a couple of different things that I did. So, if you want to look at, and actually, here I'll give you some more resources. Um, you can look at, um, you know, eat this, not that. They have a they have a a um, an article on you know like leptin. You can look at actually like bodybuilding.com. You can actually look at a lot of these different uh, sports and performance, um, you know, um, um, websites as far as eating, right? In regards to leptin, cycling, and ghrelin, um, in regards to spiking of your calories, okay? Spiking of the calories, okay? Like huge calorie up and then obviously bringing it back down. Now, obviously, if you do that over and over and over, you're going to gain a lot of weight. However, okay, however, what's funny about that is that when I first, so let me tell you the, the pros and the cons, okay? When I first started doing this, I did not know the detriments of type 2 diabetes. I did not know that the body reacts differently from a non-diabetic to a diabetic. I mean, obviously that's common sense, but honestly, when I first started all this, I did not know any better, okay? And what I did is I literally made it a point and I was like, okay, so if you ever, um, even if you're a lady and you, if you're looking at this, there's a, um, an IBBF professional by the name of, um, 
I think it's Caitlin Pollan. Um, her brand is called Lady Boss, okay? Lady Boss. If you're into, you know, like ladies fitness or even if you want to see a pro do this with a mass amount of women, like let's see if you're a guy, obviously goes to bodybuilding.com and there's like a million different like, you know, uh, scientific, like just people showing the results and all you'll see all kinds of different, you know, scientific research um, on it um, and stuff like that. If you want to see a woman doing this with just a mass of women, Check out Lady Boss, okay? Ladyboss.com and her Lady Boss program. They actually encourage including a cheat day. Now, here's where it's different for us type 2 diabetics. When I first started this whole thing, I did not know any better, okay? And what I mean by that is like, um, I used to eat everything from, you know, fried chicken, pizza, ice cream. All you can eat. I would do everything, man. I would go out and, you know, get like, you know, Chinese food, uh, you know, Vietnamese bun mi sandwiches. I would have, you know, pasta. I would get whatever I can get, cookies, brownies, whatever I can get my hands on. I would stuff my face, okay? Totally stuff my face. And then during the week, I would, you know, go back to eating clean, okay? Now, common sense here is that, you know, whenever you're eating clean, you're usually dropping calories anyway. And if anyone's kind of nerdy, I mean, obviously your weekly caloric averages are going to drop. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like you might see a weird flux day to day or whatever, but you know, your overall trend week on week is going to go down, right? Um, That's really where they get a lot of their lift from. At the same time, what they're doing, here's what they're doing. Here's kind of like the my dumbed down version of the nerd science, which is why I give you, so that way if you want to look into it, leptin and ghrelin, and not only the 4-Hour Body Book, bodybuilding.com. Um, you know, you can go ahead and look at Lady Boss. If you want, go ahead and check out the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, Public Library of Medicine. Um, I love that site because that's basically case studies and scientific research from around the world. Um, you can look there too as well. Okay. And so basically here's what's happening. When we start to eat clean, a lot of times our caloric or how many calories that we eat will go down. Okay. And then, <coughs> pardon me there. And then when that goes down, our body, just like we've all seen everyone do, we do this diet for a while. We lose a bunch of weight in the beginning. And then all of a sudden it slows down, right? Well, what's happening there is those hormones are basically telling the body, hey, calm down. You know what I mean? Like we're not eating as much anymore. Calm down, slow it on down. You know, um, we're obviously not taking in as many calories. Okay. What's happening there is that on that seventh day, when we spike calories really high, basically what we're doing is we're taking those receptors and we're slamming them the other way. So instead they're saying, on the day that they're about to say, hey, slow down, slow down, slow down. We're not getting any more calories. Right as they're about to say that, we take this huge influx of calories and we slam those receptors the other way. They're like, no, 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 keep the metabolism high. Keep burning fat. We have all these crazy calories coming in. This is crazy. But the thing is, is obviously we're not doing it every single day. It's just one day, okay? Now, some notes that you may wanna know. Okay. Number one, I used to do this like a goofball with, you know, like I said, pizza, fried chicken, ice cream, all this other stuff. However, now I do it clean 
and I typically do it very low carb. Okay, I typically do it very, very low carb. That way, if I'm eating a bunch of protein and even like a bunch of healthy fats, whether it be walnuts or, or uh, you know, avocados or whatever, I get this huge caloric load. Okay, however, my blood sugar stays flat. You know what I mean? A lot of times, I will also do this with like Korean barbecue. Okay, Korean barbecue. Um, and then I'll also tell you right now, typically, depending on what you eat, right, you will usually see weight gain, okay? Um, when I was eating a bunch of carbs and all that other stuff, I didn't know that, you know, carbs held water and all this other stuff. So essentially what would happen is, is I would see this huge spike in my weight, okay? Um, and then anywhere from like, you know, eight to 11 pounds in a single day, and then you know, obviously a lot of that's just junk weight, you know, those salts and preservatives and whatever. And then you shake it off. I'd say usually it's shaken off by about like Thursday, Friday, and then, or anywhere from Wednesday, Thursday. And then usually like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you drop a little bit under. And then obviously, you know, you spike back up and then you take that trend overall, you know, downstream. Um, when I now do this with, you know, super low carb stuff, um, sure, I'm going to put on a little bit of weight sometimes if I'm doing like Korean barbecue, like the salts and stuff like that, um, you know, might might build up. But again, it's going to, you know, it's going to go ahead and level back down. Now, am I saying this is one super magic pill that will last forever? No. Okay. Absolutely not. No, it does not work that way. Um, and the reason why is because if you've ever tried anything from keto to another dieting style or whatever, the body will naturally adapt. And normally this, uh, what I found for me, and this might be different for you, it's different for everybody, right? Everybody's body's a little bit different. For me, um, this lasted a good three months. And then, you know, you're normally I'd fall into a different, uh, you know, a different um, pattern, and then I'll cycle it back in. Actually, kind of like makes a lot of sense as to why a lot of these professional athletes do this stuff. And the funny thing is, is you don't have to be an athlete to, you know, do it either. You know, it's super, super simple. Um, the other thing there is that when we look at um, eating, okay, here's another, an easier way of also doing it, okay? Um, and it's called a zigzag. Um, caloric or a zigzag diet, zigzag calories. Okay. So if you go onto the internet and you go on and you put, you know, like zigzag uh, calculator, right? Calorie calculator. Um, you'll typically get like a free tool that will do this for you where you can literally say, Hey, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm a, this, I weigh this much. I'm a male. I'm this age or a female and I'm, you know, this weight or whatever. My goal is this it'll literally tell you how to kind of like, you know, maybe like bump your calories up and then drop them back down if you want to play that game as well. And that is obviously just another play on, you know, throwing your body for a small loop here and there with food, kind of like the P90X thing. So it doesn't see the changes or it has a, you know, it doesn't really plateau. It has a harder time plateauing. Okay. Because the calories are moving around right? Um, and same, same, same exact thing. Okay. Same, same, same exact thing. Um, and so that's really the huge, huge gist of it all. Number one, get away from things that are 
um, you know, that are processed, that are GMO'd, right? That have excess, you know, sugar, salt, whatever in it. You know what I mean? Um, not that salt is completely the enemy, but in the same breath, it's, it's the quality, right? It's the kind of salt. It's the quantity of salt um, and things of that sort. The other side of that is that it's so simple. Um, it literally got to the point where, and let me put this in perspective. I had a few family members that were like trying to do different diet things while I was doing this. Okay. And, and even friends. Um, and I would tell them about this whole cheat day thing. And they were like, yeah, yeah, right. Sounds kind of hokey, which it does sound kind of hokey. I'm not gonna lie. Um, to be totally honest, I, I really started doing it because I still had a huge love for food and I was just playing this stupid mental game with myself. And I was like, look, dude, I either got to overcome this thing or play this stupid game forever. And so I was like, I just don't want to play this stupid game forever. So I'm either going to set it on fire and see what's real or, you know, just, I'm not going to play the stupid game forever. So, um, that's exactly what I did. And it was crazy because even like when I was with my in-laws, I would literally eat until I was blue in the face. I would eat every, I made it a point every single Saturday to eat everybody under the table. I would eat them under the freaking table, like crazy too. Like to the point, like even my mother-in-law, she's like, dude, that's gross, dude. Like that's disgusting. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, you know, I did, you know, I'm not gonna lie that I did that, you know? However, the crazy thing is I was dropping weight fast. Like I was dropping, I was dropping so much fat too. Like, um, my mom, um, my mom didn't understand it. You know, because by this time I was like, I was nerding out. I was like looking at, like I said, I was looking at everything from these different athletes, these bodybuilding forums, eat this, not that. I was finding out that all these trainers and stuff like that, they'd be showing this stuff to like soccer moms and like old ladies and all this other stuff. Like, you know, why? Because dude, caloric loads and taking, taking advantage of and using, you know, hormones to your advantage and stuff like that. Like that's not anything special. Like anybody could do that. It's like a recipe. That's like getting a cookie recipe and just, you know, like following someone's cookie recipe, you know? And anyway, um, I was like, yeah. And my mom comes to me and she's like, Hey, I know you're taking diet pills. I'm like, diet pills. What are you talking about? Like, no, not even. And she goes, no, you know, like you're losing all this weight. And cause my mom had seen me fail every diet since I was a kid. And I'm like, no, you know, like not even close. And she couldn't, she didn't understand. She's like, you're eating more than everybody. Like you're eating crazy, eating more than you normally would you're losing weight, you know, it's like, she's like, every time I see you, it's like, you're losing weight. I don't get it. I don't understand. And, uh, I try to explain it and, um, you know, she didn't really get it until I was like, Hey, you know how people do a diet and then they stall, right? (laughs) They stall, like they lose all this weight real fast and then they stop. And she's like, yeah, we've all seen that. I'm like, well, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So the body, the minute you see the body say, Hey, you know, slow down down. Like right before that happens, we need to send the body a signal saying, don't do that. Spike it the other way. And, you know, coincidentally, we do that with food. Um, the other thing there is that um, if and when now I would ever do that, uh, and I'm actually thinking about doing that again because I'm, I'm going to start uh, you know, run training again here in a little bit. Um, 
you know, again, I would go super, super low carb. If I still had a sweet tooth, um, which I really don't anymore, but if I wanted to, um, personally, I would look at, um, you know, keto style um, desserts just because by nature, they're going to be low in carbohydrate. You know what I mean? We don't want to try to spike our blood sugar and make it go all crazy, um, you know, whatsoever. Um, Because obviously we don't want to do any damage. Um, When I was doing it, not knowing any better, only God knows how much damage I did to myself. You know what I mean? And I say that transparently in the hopes that uh, I hope you understand that you do not have to do that to yourself. There's a much smarter, easier and effective way of doing so, you know. And that is that. Um, Let me see here. Any closing notes? Um, I think that's going to be about it. Um, You know, one thing I also did um, during this time is I also started to play with the timing of the meals. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. Around this time, this is also, if you want to see a way to switch things up, if you're plateauing and really the secret, I'll tell you right now in dropping fat is number one, eating whole foods, right? Like single ingredient foods, right? Like, you know, um, like, you know, chicken, fish, right? Kale, um, you know, vegetables, you know, whatever they are. Um, and that's number one. Number two is actually switching it up, right? Whether it's going to be the time that you eat. So here's a perfect example. When I first started this entire journey on the slow carb diet, I started by eating 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. Okay. And here's why. At the time, I was so used to eating like donuts and cereal and all this other stuff that my body immediately craved stuff in the morning and I couldn't get those cravings to go away. Okay. So by eating some straight protein, I think at the time I was eating like turkey patties from Costco. Okay. I just like pre-make them um, on like Sunday night or whatever. And I just put them in plastic bags. So I had them during the week and I basically eat them like a, like a donut, but it was, you know, a, a turkey protein patty. When we throw something like protein in the body, the body has to like fight and work hard to like tear that stuff apart, you know? And that's the cool thing because we can eat it it tastes tastes super tasty. And then we feel full for a long time. And the part of the reason why is because our body's like working hard to break all that down, you know? And that is a huge part of what actually helped me break those morning cravings. Okay. After Um, I kind of had that down later on down the road is when I really started to play with intermittent fasting. Okay. Intermittent fasting. And, um, you know, obviously there's different ones out there for the easiest intermittent fast ever. Obviously just stop eating at eight. Don't eat until 10 o'clock the next day. That's, you know, 14, 10, right? 14 hours fasted. And then basically push that window back, um, as you see fit, you know, that way you can literally expand that window and without any rush or out any hurry or without any strain from going from eating like three meals a day to not eating anything for like, you know, 20 or 24 hours, you can literally just kind of get into that cruise control style with very little work. Okay. Cause obviously, you know, asking for, if you do a 14, 10 and you basically just slowly grow that window 15 minutes at a time, 15 minutes is nowhere near as hard as like, you know, waiting 20 hours or something. Right. So, um, Another thing there is that for me personally in intermittent fasting 
and even, you know, eating low carb, I'll tell you right now, I too am, uh, you know, plateauing. I think a big part of it actually has to do with the fact that uh, my sleep has just kind of like gone to crap and I got a lot of like things with work going on, a lot of things, you know, personally going on, um, you know, obviously doing the YouTube channel, this podcast work. We're also looking at getting our bedroom remodeled. I mean, there's just, there's so much going on, you know, um, I was with my daughter last night doing, um, you know, doing formulas, like math formulas. We were just drilling that thing for like an hour. And so, yeah, you know, there's just so much going on. I get hardly any sleep. And, um, I think part of it is also showing in, you know, like my numbers, I, I put on weight. Um, I'm not eating any junk, you know, I'm just eating, I'm, I'm eating pretty clean. Um, and so I need to switch it up. Normally what I'm doing is I will do like, you know, a meal a day or sometimes two meals a day. And a lot of times I'm eating a lot later in the day right now. I actually need to break it up. I think my body just became so used to that. You know what I mean? That I now need to eat a lot earlier in the day again and start cycling that in. So it's funny that we're talking about this now because, um, you know, not only am I sharing with you, you know, like how I use it all the time, um, it's kind of a little friendly reminder and that I got to do it myself. So anyways, I absolutely hope that serves you well. I'll let you know right now, if you actually check out Abel James's podcast, he also shares an episode where a guy lost, I think like a hundred pounds with no exercise. You know what I mean? Um, when I did this, um, no exercise, no drugs, no hardcore dieting whatsoever, lost my first 75 pounds um, this was actually at a time of my life where I was nerding out on food and food alone. And I wanted to make sure that, um, when it came to like healthy lifestyle changes and controlling my type two diabetes, that it wasn't exercise that was doing it, you know, and to be totally honest, it's probably cause I was like morbidly, morbidly, morbidly obese, smoking a bunch of cigarettes every day. And so I think part of, part of me not wanting to exercise at the time was really just like my insecurities or me kind of sh- trying to shy away from it when the truth of the matter is, is, um, it ended up being serving a, a bigger purpose. And so I hope that kind of helps you. And, uh, yeah, if it definitely does make sure that you subscribe and share, 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 share the love. And also, 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 please be sure to subscribe if you haven't already to my YouTube channel. It's kind of weird. Is that like, you know, I'm on this whole social media thing. Um, the love that I get on the podcast like blows everything away. Like as far as like my YouTube content and whatever, um, clearly I'm not, you know, crazy social media guy. Um, however, you know, at the end of the day, we all have a purpose. I'm trying to serve mine. And so I hope that serves you. My heart's with you. Go out and crush the day. Have an awesome one. And I'll see you in the next one. Later.